Welcome to the Pretty and Purpose Podcast, where we remind you that your pretty is beyond what the eyes can see, and your purpose is your ultimate destiny. We must fix each other's crowns because sometimes, girl, they be raggedy. This is Celeste, Maya, and this is Jess. Welcome back, guys. Hey, everybody. Hey, Passy. So last week, we talked about the power of the tongue. So I hope you all um, listened to that episode and were more thoughtful and intentional about the things that you said this week because trust and believe those words that come out of your mouth do hold power. Indeed. All right. So in every podcast, we are going to start off with our royal moment. moment is a time that we salute some amazing queens who are doing some great things. So, I am going to salute underscore the six-figure chick underscore on Instagram. Do y'all follow her? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I believe her name is Cece, and I mean, she just always offers great tips and strategies on how to make money, Mm -hmm. and so when I see her post, I'm always like a little bit more inspired to become an entrepreneur. Um, And I know recently she was able to buy the car of her dreams in cash, which I would love to be able to do one day. Mm -hmm. She also shows like her gross sales and, you know, how much profit she's made over the years, which Mm -hmm. is also inspiring. So it's definitely something that I would want to do. One thing that she posted recently was like how to make 10K in 30 days. And like, for example, she says, sell 371 products at $27, which is 13 products each day, right? Mm, she so, breaks it down. Yeah, she breaks it down to, to make it understandable. So it's and like, it makes it attainable. Exactly. You know, you feel like, oh, I can do that. Exactly. That's how I feel inspired. So when our Pretty and Purpose journals come out, ladies, make sure you grab one. Yes. All right. So who has our sis second for today? I have another sis second lady. You got another sis second? I know I said it's hard for me to identify sis seconds because sometimes the raggediness is so prevalent <laughs> that it's difficult for me to that, identify see, one. We need our, we need our petty uh, meter. Petty stopper. Petty stopper. Wow. Oh all right. She all didn't right, say anything petty. petty. Okay. All right. Well, tell them what the sis second is. The sis second is when we um, take a moment to fix some of the raggediness raggedy and the raggedy crowns that we see around the town uh-huh so the raggedy i meant the sis second and the raggedy crown that i would like to fix this week <laughs> are those ladies who find it necessary to ensure that the entire <laughs> <laughs> to ensure that the entire place that you are like if you're in starbucks if you're in panera dunkin donuts you know just a public, public place, place right um when you ensure that everyone can hear your entire conversation. Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, we don't need to know what homeboy did the other day, what your brother been up to, what you eating for dinner, what you about to order. Like, can we have private conversations Even ourselves? at, like, the nail salon and things like that. Like, you're sitting beside me. I don't want to hear the whole conversation with right. the person on the phone. Like, like I don't want... Well, I guess maybe I do... I don't speak loud because I don't want anyone to know my business. Right. They seem like they want everyone they to know. Listen. I know yeah. somebody like the that, and she does it on purpose because she wants why. to engage the people around her. Oh, why? So, so she talks to, to herself, but she wants to start conversation. No, she might like. Let's say, for instance, I'm talking to Maya, but I want to speak loud enough for you to hear Celeste, so, so that, that you can jump in the, in conversation. the conversation. No, I don't get it because 
I'm private. I don't want you. Yeah, to know I don't my need business. you. Don't I don't need. I mean, I, I don't you. need to know any of your business either. Like I don't know you. You're a stranger. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't need to know what you ate for dinner, what you're ordering, and in the Starbucks line or whatever. Like I, it's just not necessary. Yeah. Like, can we just be more respectful of those of us, those other people around us? Yeah. My mom and I were in Walmart one day. And the lady was sitting in Dunkin' Donuts, and one of the employees just looked at us and shake uh, and shook her head, and she was like, "This has been going on for about an hour." Like she was literally <laughs> screaming on the phone, but having a conversation, and just like, "I boo boo." So yeah, like we're gonna be up. Like it was bad. Oh my gosh. It was bad. I can. And like then, then you got to take one for the culture, like take one for the team, right? And that's the other problem. When I was in line the other day, it was a lady who was speaking with the other lady who was with her, and they were so loud that people were turning around in line, and I'm just sitting there like. Dang, we not looking good right now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because it goes with these stereotypes it that, does. you know, mm-hmm. black women or people, black people in general are loud or mm-hmm. ghetto or this or that. It's like, sis, you feeding this stereotype. Exactly. Like, you're not helping us. So, so I guess it's not just me, like, when you're in a public place and, like, you are one of few black people in that space yeah, and then feel, another person acts you feel, up you like sis you kind of no. feel responsible yes you feel right. responsible exactly <laughs> so then you feel like you have to switch up to show people that you're not like the stereotype yes right right, right. you gotta be extra <laughs> gotta right. proper and extra not ghetto like oh yes thank you oh yes, yes I'll take plastic right. with right. extra manners right. exactly exactly or extra polite know. because right. they kind of sort of lowering the bar a little exactly. bit exactly it's yeah. sad though that we have to do that right but it's mm-hmm. like oh no we're not all like that please just right. oh my but God. sometimes we do have to compensate for others you know for Ugh. those of us who are na- unable to you know have coof right because we, <laughs> we just get put in a bubble which is yeah. so unfortunate and unfair but but I think it's important to show that we're not you know not to single anyone out but just to show that we all all of us are different and yeah. we all have not everyone is this stereotype exactly. right any stereotype you know I'm not speaking just I'm just speaking in general. Uh-huh. Everyone doesn't fit into one bucket. Yeah, we are right. all different. So you can't judge people by those criteria. Right. Judge one race based on what one person in that exactly, race. Yeah. Exactly. So. so do you feel like you have to overcompensate when you're at work because of your peers? Sometimes. Well. And, they're, and the lack some, of professionalism? Well, I work in a rather professional envir- environment. So, um, a lot of the women that I work with are professional, but there mm. is a small portion that is kind of like over here on the left. And so I do feel like I have to carry myself, continue to carry myself with respect and speak properly because to kind of sort of compensate, I guess, like you said, to make just to, I guess, make sure that folks don't think we're all the same. Right. Not to, not that they're less than me or they're just they just carry themselves a little different. Yeah. You know, they, mm-hmm. they dresses may be a little shorter and they tattoo mm-hmm. on their thigh showing. <laughs> so I make sure that my dresses are properly. Right. <laughs> like, I mean it's okay to, you know, feel good about yourself, but you have to respect yourself and respect your environment too. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? So that kinda takes us into our But wait, oh. then we solve the, the, the problem. What's the solution? <sighs> yes, let's stay solution focused. Um, so the solution is, let's be respectful of people around us in public places. Yes. Let's keep our business to ourselves. Let's not try to put on a show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got. Okay, yeah, I think that's good. That's good, that's good. So, like you were saying, um, today's show, we are going to be talking about 
what it's like to, I guess, be black in the workplace and right. how sometimes we feel like we have to code switch. We have to kind of sign a kind of sort of turn things on right um mm-hmm. in order to um appear get, professional yeah yeah, yeah. in and, the work environment and not to, and not to be put in that bucket with those right. stereotypes exactly and i think it's important to talk about this topic at this time because we are in black history month and it's like Ooh. you know there's even though black history should be year round but black okay. history it, it should is. be year round right but it's just like okay <laughs> what is the experience now of a black person living in america what is it 2019 like right. what is our experience and now? the crazy thing is it's 2019 we still talking about it yeah like, it's not <laughs> yeah normal. like we're not it's not we're not a part of the mainstream yet we're right. still like this outsider yeah if that makes sense absolutely all right so jess we are going to start with you in your journey Mm-hmm. Um, and how it relates to all of this. So, on today's segment of Where is Jess P? Fortunately for me, I've had the opportunity to work in different environments, some that were very diverse and others not so much. Like my current employment is we're predominantly black. Mm-hmm. Like when I was hired, they were like we love black people. Not okay. To say, <laughs> not to say that we dislike anybody else. Right. But we love our people. We love supporting our people. Right. And this has been my favorite place to work thus far. Let's go. Because awesome. it's the environment is inspirational. And I think it's because everybody's like an independent owner. I work in real estate. So everybody's like their own entrepreneur. Like if you don't work, you don't eat. Right. But plus they're doing great things. Right. And everyone is full with movement. Movement. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's not just, you know, coming to work to do your job, sell a house. Like we're out in the community. It's mm-hmm. really big for us to establish that family culture. Right. So I don't feel like I need to code switch. Like who I am when I hang out with y'all is who I am at work. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. And I've been in environments where I did have to code switch. Like mm-hmm. when I worked for the university that I used to work for, it was very diverse when mm-hmm. I first got there. Um, you know, the black people, we when I got there, it wasn't that many black people. And I definitely had to put on right. because there were some that weren't as professional. So I had to be like... To compensate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm talking all proper on the phone right. just so that I could get good sure quality assurance up, scores. Right. Make sure you show yeah. up on time. You know show up late. early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing up early. I'm showing up professional. Right. I didn't wear skirts because I didn't want them to be too short, right. too tight because I got curves. Right. And so, <laughs> and so it was like I was doing the most so that... You know, I wouldn't be put into that box right. of the and stereotype. I think that's the challenge with. I think that's the challenge is that we do so much to try to avoid being placed in a stereotype. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And if we just were able to be who we are, like I don't know, I just it just would be so much simpler to me, right. you know, and we would feel more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But we have to, we have to work twice as hard to yes, quote unquote, fit in. I guess mm-hmm. I could say. Um, or to avoid those stereotypes. Yeah. But even like when I was in college, I went to a predominantly white institute Mm -hmm. and my classes, like I would be 
one of two black people right. in my yeah. scholars' yeah. classes. Mm-hmm. And so there were times where they didn't even want my feedback because they were like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. So it was really like I had to yeah. work twice as hard. Oh, absolutely. So when I got into the workforce, it was like, okay, now I have to put on for the culture because I need to work twice as hard to be the best or the Mm -hmm. top person. Right. And see, for me, it was actually the opposite. It's interesting because coming out of college, well, college was challenging, but coming into the real world, into the workforce, I was in, in such a dynamic place that we all were just a team. Like, mm-hmm. it did not matter who you were, what color you mm-hmm. were. I worked in an emergency department as a nurse, so we were just a team. It didn't matter. So as I continued on my journey, I now work in a place that's predominantly Caucasian. Mm-hmm. And now, I, and I, it's like, I'm no longer just part of the team. I'm now the black girl in the room. Mm. And I was like, hold on, wait a minute. Because <laughs> I didn't even, I didn't when even did know. I become her? <laughs> yeah, I just didn't even I didn't understand what was going on and I kept getting these vibes and I'm like, what is the problem? And I would come home, talk to my husband about it, you know, just trying to digest it and understand what was the problem. And I finally realized like, oh, it's because I'm black, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and it was, it kind of, once I understood that I started to move a little different Mm -hmm. um, and carry myself different and also understand that I can have a seat at this table. Absolutely. Because I used to walk in a room and because I felt so uncomfortable, I would sit in the perimeter of the room. But then I started to realize, no, I'm just like you all. Like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm the same pay grade as you all. You know, I run programs just like everyone else. Yep. I earned this seat just exactly. like you did. So it kind of changed my behavior. And that's kind of like, so my office that I'm out of is predominantly black i mm-hmm. mean we might have a handful of non-black people but when we go to conferences all the other real estate offices in the franchise are predominantly white mm-hmm. and so i'll be in conferences with where i'm one of two black people right right and so i remember there's one instance where i went to like this big conference people from all over the world were there and everybody's introducing themselves and you know because I walked in and I'm like oh like I'm it's not that many of us in here Uh I'm like well maybe I don't belong and I start listening to people's stories and like how much they're making and I'm like wait I belong right your team made seven million last year my team did 22 million right I can teach you something right Uh right but then there's a situation where the instructor like completely skips over me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'm standing right. up in the class. Right, like you don't she's exist. she's like, oh, I didn't see you. Ma'am, I'm standing here. Right. <laughs> and then she commented on my hair like, oh, how could I miss you with your hair? Oh, of course. That's always <laughs> the go-to compliment. <laughs> it's always the go-to compliment. Like, We're going to get into wait, that. We're going to get into that in the secret, in the CB secret today. Wait, wait, just... wait. <laughs> uh-uh. No. And so... Previously, and as a matter of fact, that day, I think I had a twist out. But previously, I wouldn't wear my hair in natural styles when I was at work because really? I didn't want people to be like, oh, here comes the black girl with right, the you're natural more, you're, style. You're, you're, more, you're more black when you have your natural right, hair. your natural girl. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or but, when you switch up your hair, it's like, whoa, what did you do? It's crazy. Right. Can we say <laughs> this you, for oh, okay, sorry, right, 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 let, Let's move right into it. Go on. <laughs> tell us about it, Celeste. Oh, Go ahead, Celeste. So in today's segment of CB Secret, we're going to talk about just that. We're going to talk about what it's like to be African-American in the workplace and how our hair um, is a topic of discussion. Yes, yes. (laughs) Can I just say, Celeste, before you get into your whole thing, that when I used to work, so while I was at 
Western in high school. Um, I worked at um, an eye doctor's office, and my I like I would change up my hair, and it every week. Of, How did it you is a do big deal. Oh it is my gosh. I understand. It's <laughs> a big deal. It's, it's a, a really big, big deal. deal. Like, you changed your hair again. Every time. Like, it was yeah. It was. I mean, no, literally, like every time. <laughs> like I, I have um, I've been natural for quite a while now, so I wear my curls a lot, mm-hmm. and when I go from curls to even just like rotted curls. Mm-hmm. It's like so drastic to other folks, and I get I've gotten compliment, which was nice. I've uh-huh. gotten compliments like, "Oh, I really like your hair today," but it's like, what? It's still curl. Like I don't. What is? Why is my hair such a topic of discussion? Right. You right. know what I mean? Like, why does it stand? And I, I don't mean to downplay someone's compliment because you know it's nice that someone give you a compliment, but it's kind of like. Why is everybody paying so much attention to my hair? I think right. it's because people don't know how to react to it. And it's yeah. like, okay, maybe if I compliment her hair, like, she'll be comfortable. Yeah, right. Yep, yeah, yep. Maybe. No, like, just it. leave it alone. Right. It's just it's hair. hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I guess it's because we have the ability to do so much with our hair and make it different every day. Um, if we want it, you know, we can come up with, we can wear multiple different styles. Um, and not everyone can do that. So... Maybe that's why it's just, mm-hmm. you know, constantly in motion. But um, I will say when I um, interview, I do tend to, unfortunately, you straighten your hair. I do tend to straighten my hair because I guess I feel more confident. Mm-hmm. Even though I love my natural hair, I love my curls. I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I do. I love my hair. I love my curls. And I love being able to do, you know, wear different styles. But when I interview, I just feel like it's there's this pressure. I don't, I don't think it's like... It's we just a feel pressure. more confident. I think that people are more receptive to straight yeah. hair, and so it's like because you're not as black, right? When you don't have That's your curls, so sad. I know. It's, sad. it's sad. It's yeah. very sad. Yeah. It's something I definitely have to. It's definitely an opportunity for improvement. Uh huh. You know, in terms of building that confidence, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to be to feel confident, like you know, I, either I'm gonna get this job or not. Whether my hair is straight or curly, like it shouldn't matter what I. I mean, my hair it looks like. shouldn't matter, but we're not the people interviewing yeah. ourselves. Like yeah. some people don't have that confidence in our hairstyle. Like, right. for instance, a white male sitting across the table, he might not be receptive to it. Right. He's like, "Oh, I'm, what's going on? It's unkept." And like you said, yeah. It, yeah. it looks unkept. And mm-hmm. like you just like you said, just is distracting to them. Like, mm-hmm. okay, how can I miss you with your hair? Like, like it's. I was but so I was offended. To take that? Yeah, I yeah. was so offended. Like, what do you mean? Not because I have on a red blazer, right. but my hair. Right. right. Everybody else first. has on black. I have on a red blazer. You don't see the red standing right. out. No, you don't see, see me standing up in the room full of people sitting down. Right. Uh-huh. My hair. Right. And like you things. said, it's like, it, even though we might think it's a nice hairstyle, it's big and it has a lot of volume, but to other people, it looks unkept. Right. Or you look disheveled, like you mm-hmm. woke up and didn't do anything with your hair. Yeah. Now, there are some folks. No, no, that's just, no, that's true. Some people yeah, really some really do, 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 do wake yeah. up and don't do the hair. I mean, right. today I didn't do my hair, so I do look disheveled, but I didn't go to work <laughs> like this. <laughs> some people literally do look like they just rolled out of bed, and I'm like, sis, come on now. You know, yeah. we have to do stuff with our hair. At least, you know, at least do make it look, make it brush look it a little. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just, yeah, put a little brush in it. Exactly. Well, put a little twist, put a little curl. A little something. Now, this is not to say that all non-black people are judgmental or racist. That's not what we're saying. But some people 
do judge based on yeah. our appearance. Yeah. Definitely. And it, like you, like we said, you know, I feel like we have to work. We, we do have to work twice as hard. And we have to um, be mindful of our appearance, I think. Mm-hmm. There's a young lady who, I don't know how old she is, but she walks around in white heels, the shortest miniskirt I've ever seen in my entire life. And like these, um, like um, sleeveless shirts, mm-hmm. all the time. Every time I see this lady in the hallway or whatever, that's what she has on all the time. And I'm just like, <laughs> how can you even get away with wearing this mini skirt? I mean, y'all, it is the mm-hmm. shortest. Is it a male boss? I don't know who her boss is. Oh, I just okay. see her like walking mm-hmm. around the cafeteria, you know, like just in the hallway. But every time I see her, she is like totally mm-hmm. distracting because I'm like, this girl's skirt, if the wind blow, it's over. Mm-hmm. It's well, actually, the wind, it's not that loose, it's tight. <laughs> so <laughs> if she drops her pencil okay. or pen, it's a wrap. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I got, I just, I, it's not a problem for some people to dress like that. But yeah. if, mm-hmm. As a black person, if we dress that way, we would be called all kinds of things, right? You know, and we might not get that position because we don't dress correctly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we don't dress professionally or what have you. So, it's definitely challenging, you know, to work in, to be in the workplace. And I think that people may always think that, like, oh, you always want to pull the black card and things like that. But the odds are typically stacked against us in a lot of different yeah. areas. So we do have to be more mindful and aware of how we present ourselves because it's like, you know, anything. We don't know what other people are thinking when they mm-hmm. see us because of the stereotypes right. and the preconceived notions based on their interactions with other people. Right. But like Jess was talking about last week, we are whatever we say we are. So... We just have to walk with that confidence, I think. And I don't care whether you... I don't want to say it, like, in a cocky way, but just confidence. Right, like, yeah. I know my... I know I'm, you know, I'm clean, I'm decent, I have professional attire on, and I have curls on my head, and I'm going to rock my curls. I'm mm-hmm. going to rock my natural hair, and I don't care. We can't care about what other people think, you know, their perceptions of us or what have you. But do you feel like we need to care if we're going on an interview. Like, we don't have the position yet, so... It's hard for me. I, I feel like we shouldn't have to, but we can't exactly. control. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't control. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to try it, though. My next interview, power. I'm determined. <laughs> I'm wearing my curls. Okay. I'm determined. And don't think, if you don't get it, don't think it's, it's because, because of my hair. Hair. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> no, but I'm, I'm really determined. That's something that the, my last interview, I think I told you all that I, like, fixed my hair and all this stuff, and... I just, I'm, it's unfortunate. I don't want to feel like I have to look a certain way mm-hmm. to be accepted. Right, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I'm determined to wear my curls the next time. Well, now it's time for Maya's motivational moment. Your culture is shaped by you. So be mindful that what you represent seems true. Now, a lot of people say perception is reality, right? So what you think or what you see is your reality. It may not be someone else's reality, but how you view someone else, that's your reality. And so we have to just be mindful of how we're representing ourselves because, I mean, we really do, like, speak for our culture. Like, if you are the only black person that someone else has been around or that someone else has seen, then they're... uh, perception of black mm-hmm. people is going to be based on their mm-hmm. experience with you yeah. so it's just like just just be mindful of how you represent the culture y'all right <laughs> <laughs> now do you feel like black people are more judgmental 
of other black people. For instance, where we're looking at somebody like, why you had that mini skirt on? Right. But the other people are just like, oh, she has on a skirt today. You know, I wouldn't say more judgmental. Uh, well, or, maybe or more but, critical. Or maybe because... more critical, but I think they may voice it more. Like they may voice it out loud. Um, mm-hmm. And that, maybe that's because of the type of circle that we're in. So, dang, I don't want to cut your point off, but I did want to make this point. Um, so we had a professional development opportunity like a year or two ago. And we were at a school and we had to, we were in a session and we had to uh, separate ourselves by our race. So all the black people were at one table, all the white people were at another table. So it was like maybe just two tables full of black people and like other five tables full of white people. So you had to talk about um, different racial and hot topics um, as if you were the other race, right? Mm. So it already started out interesting because, you know, oh, the black yeah. people, we laughing and joking already. And the white people right. are at the table like, hey, hey, you guys got to be quiet over there. You know, oh, that's the loud black table, right? right. Say a little funny stuff right, because right, right. we're in that setting where it was, okay, I guess it's okay to joke around like right, that, right? Right, right? So you had to talk about other things like Freddie Gray. It was during the times that the uh, statues were being removed. Mm-hmm. So you had to... Mm-hmm. So the black table, we had to talk about these issues as if we were white. From that perspective. And the white people had to talk about it as if they were black. All right, so Is we did that. Is this a diversity that. training? It wasn't diversity. Tra- uh, that particular session was, but not the whole entire conference. I'm almost nervous for the results. Okay. <laughs> so, so then... I um, feel like it's going to be eye-opening. Yeah. It was, so the next portion that we had to do, we had to say... Um, the black people had to say where they feel like the white people hang out. White people had to say where they felt like the black people hang out. So the white people were like, uh, the dollar store, what? Burlington Coke Factory, <laughs> Kentucky Fried Chicken. Girl, you Y'all, we no. were like cringing right. on the corner of Cold Spring and I some cannot. other street. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. So we that were like, funny. oh my God. Right. But that was their perception. That's their perception. We were like, oh, Whole Foods, Trader Joe's. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> Those are the places that we were naming for the Starbucks. white people. So it was like all these high-end places, mm-hmm. but the places that the black people hang out were just the like... corner. Are you mm-hmm. serious? On the corner of the street, y'all. That, that That was the most eye-opening session at a conference that I had ever been to. But it, was, it wasn't it was that long, so we didn't get to dive in as deep mm-hmm. as we wanted to. But yeah. y'all, but like, I that think, thing was crazy. But I mean... Oh I, my gosh. But you can't change that, right? I mean, Perception. I think across the board, we all, every race, every the human race, needs to do better with stereotypes, period. Yeah, because yeah. there are people on the corner. There yeah. are people staying outside of Kentucky Fried Chicken. But not everybody. Not everybody, right? right? Why couldn't we have, like, Whole Foods? And, like, Correct, see, because like, you people see... There. But exactly, what, but uh, and again, the same side for the um the African American team who was saying that the Caucasians were at Whole Foods, right? Or wherever exactly. you all say, yeah. you know, they're on the corner too. They yeah. they go to KFC as well, <laughs> yeah. you know. So again, it's that stereotype and how we we all and I I know I I definitely have worked at, on this for years is getting away from those stereotypes yeah. and not putting people in buckets because I don't want to be put in a bucket, right? You not know? even and, that, but especially it's not like, a chicken bucket. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. The perception, like the black table, they perceive white people as high end, correct, correct, superior. correct. Yeah, and they look at us as but that's the problem. But that's the on problem the corner, too. Yeah. Getting chicken. Why did we? <laughs> but why did we hold? Why are we hold them to a higher standard? Right. Right. We're yeah. doing it. We're doing it as well. So to exactly. be fair, we're, right. we're both doing it to each right. other. You're right. 
And and again, it's it's the perception then becomes reality, right? So what shapes our perception? A lot of time it's media. So yes, when you see crime and true. things happening um, on the media, it's normally the black people are the focus. But I think statistically, like white people um, uh, uh, do more crimes than black people, right? But mm-hmm. that's not what we see, right? right? So then our reality becomes, oh, it's the black people doing yeah. it when it's mm-hmm. not true. And I, so I, I think we all need to take a step back and, so, and sort of, I guess be culturally sensitive yeah. and not take everything, you know, the media is a whole nother bucket of yes. ball of waste. All of that needs to be taken with a grain of salt because a lot of that is just their, is, is their stereotypes right. and they show you what they want you to see. Exactly. You know, they don't show you the positive things, you know, and so on. Agenda setting theory. I don't even know what that is, but that sounds deep. <laughs> that sounds deep. It's, it's, it's pretty much, it's like, what do you want people to think about? What do you want, mm-hmm. you know, what what am I going to share, right? I have all these news stories, you know, what what am I going to pick? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But that's like, even, and this is kind of not really all the way on topic, but um, when I was younger, um, my we would walk in the store, whatever, I'd be with my dad, and, you know, we walk past caucasian people and they pull their kid a little closer mm-hmm. or you know they grab their purse when you're walking by stuff like that and it's like it's just so unfortunate because i know my dad is not doing anything right. you know yeah. i know he's homeless but the perception is exactly you know when you're walking down the street you can get mugged by, by, a, black by a black person yeah when meanwhile anybody can mug you yeah you know yeah. it doesn't matter there's no racial lines to being robbed but do you feel like you also pull back if you like see a black person coming by just as a black person? I think <laughs> younger. Have you ever locked your car doors when you saw a black person walking down the street beside your car? Now, when I was younger, I will <laughs> I click say, on <laughs> right, you click everybody, <laughs> right? Well, I would say actually, when I was younger, I would say yes to that. But um, when I started working at in the ER and I was exposed to so many different walks of life, uh-huh. um, all different social economic groups, mm-hmm. all that good stuff, you know, Baltimore story. Um, I was no longer fearful of people because I felt like I understood them a little bit better. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like people who are on drugs or the, you know, have different lifestyles. I was no longer fearful of them. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, you're just like me. You just have a, you just travel down a different path in life. Right. But mm-hmm. you're still a human. You're yeah, not, right. you know, why do we have to be scared of you? Yeah. You know what I mean? Now, I'm not saying, you know, within reason. Because we can't just let our, you know, we can't leave <laughs> our cars unlocked. Yeah, down. yeah, yeah. Right? You can't, we can't just leave our front doors unlocked. But, you know, just within reason. Right. We, but we, we shouldn't walk in fear. Exactly. Correct. We, should, we shouldn't. And even like just driving now, you know, and just a little fear of getting pulled over or what oh, could Lord. happen. And I definitely, you know, having a little brother who drives, like I am like so afraid if he gets pulled over just because now the perception of yeah. young black boys, drive, like right. who knows what could happen. And I'm yeah. like, you know, 2019, we, we like should that. not be living nah. like that. Like mm-hmm. I had to have a whole discussion with my brother and like broke my heart. Like if a police pulled you over, like make sure you listen like don't you know and it's just because you never know what could happen just because of what you look like right yep so what's the moral of our story today the moral of the story is um don't forget that other people's perception of you is their reality and a lot of times their perception is created by preconceived notions or stereotypes Mm -hmm. so it's up to us to break those stereotypes we don't have to um just fulfill them because other people think that of us you know we can become who we are destined to become without 
conforming to stereotypes. Right. Agreed. And don't feel like you need to overcompensate for someone else's lack of professionalism. Right. You just are who you here. are. Just be professional. Right. All right. So now is the time for Ask PMP. If you would like to be featured on the podcast for this section of Ask PMP, you may send an email to pretty, the letter N, purpose, duh, at gmail.com, or you can send a direct message to our Instagram account at pretty underscore the letter N underscore purpose. So our question for today is, what made us start the Pretty and Purpose podcast? So, it all started back in when? On one, it, it was, was a lovely November. morning. It was, <laughs> a, it was a cool breeze. <laughs> in November. Um, so, Jess heard, a, heard about the Google podcast creator program for people of color. And so, I mean, we had all been already encouraging each other. Right, I was going to say, it kind of sort of discussed it prior to We kind of sort of discussed it. doing a podcast? Yeah, because we're so funny. No. <laughs> so we, so we, discussed, we discussed just empowerment in general. Right, and like, yeah. how can we, how can we reach out and help other people because we were we were helping each other right you know we would bring yeah. something to the group text like yo what do i do about this you know or or even it was someone else's situation and you trying to help that person right. and we would ask each other and our advice was bomb <laughs> <laughs> and i think on our journey we um we're learning so much right. along the way that we want we wanted to get that out to other people somehow. Right. So then so the- then when, when that opportunity came along and Jack shared it, we were like, all right, y'all, let's do it. We should start a podcast. And so we just started like really working hard on the application. It was due like the next day. Right. I know. <laughs> the irony is that I was at like a goals retreat. So mm. I'm talking about my goals and I, I snuck on the Instagram and I saw the post about Google. It was like the perfect opportunity Right, it was just, and we had like four days to do it. Right, but then we didn't, we didn't get it. We didn't win. (laughs) That's all right. We are winning. Okay. (laughs) No, but we worked really, really hard on the application. But it was all fine because it just gave us the foundation for what we've already developed. So you know, that was just everything was laid out for us already, and we had actually all the tools already available. So we just went with it, and, you know, it's just been a blessing ever since. I was going to say, I think what's amazing is that when I go back and listen to our episodes, I'm like, Dang, that was You're some inspired, bomb advice. Right? I'm like, <laughs> just say I could be whatever I say I am. <laughs> or, you know, or Maya's moment. And even my part, I, you know, we don't, we don't, we're not scripted. Like we we come up with a topic. We don't know what each other is gonna talk about. We just come and we just sort of vibe. Right, exactly. And it's just um, this amazing piece of art once that we come up with and it inspire it's like we're inspiring ourselves. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and it's funny because like right before we post an episode, we all review it, and every time I go back and listen to what we said, I'm like, "Oh yes, like that I'm gonna fire. have a day yeah. today. Right. That yeah. was <laughs> I believe that." Right? Yeah. So I think we just wanted to take what we've learned on our journey and what we're learning on along the way because we're still growing, we're still learning, and sort of empower each one another. You know, we we you know we have. 
female friends and other people who we want to inspire. And so we just found this to be a, a venue um, to sort of get our message out. From the feedback that we've been receiving, it seems like a lot of people are actually getting um, our messages and we're, we're thankful for that. So thank you all for listening to us. We definitely appreciate it. And thanks for sending your feedback and letting us know that we are inspiring you in some way. Yeah. Amen. So that's all we have for today's episode. Until next time. Thanks, PMP Posse.